You've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur, French Thompson, where consistently we bring you ideas, concepts, and exposure to thoughtful content, lifestyle enhancements, and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the Connoisseur French Thompson. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you all that have tuned in today. And I just want to say, if this is your first time listening, welcome to uh, All Things Fine and Gentry. As the intro said, this is an opportunity for us to learn more about each other and learn more about some things that help enhance our lifestyle. And to those that are returning listeners, the connoisseurs, welcome back. So glad that you all have been a part of this, uh, part of this community and being able to dive deeper into these things. So we are in the middle of our Vice City series uh, doing uh, some some awesome conversations with folks learning about, you know, vices. And I would say the the positive side of the vice that, you know, oftentimes we hear the word we have negative connotations, but there's some some positive sides of here and a way to educate ourselves on what people decide to indulge in and learn about. So today is is no different than that. We're going to dive right into it. And we have uh, somebody that's been on the podcast before. Matter of fact, one of the first guests we had on. But uh, we have we want to welcome him back. Mr. Justin McLaughlin, welcome back to the podcast, sir. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm, man. Uh, be back. Yeah, man. Hey, we um, <clears throat> for those that that you know, are, are not longtime listeners to the podcast. If you go back to, oh, I should have looked this up, but that's probably like single digit episodes when he had them on. But uh, it was beans and business is what we talked about. And we talked about uh, the business behind coffee and uh, everything that uh, Mr. McLaughlin was doing. And, and we actually said, hey, we want to come back in about a year and chat. But this actually worked out perfectly because I will say if there is a... Um, a vice that most people in this country and probably in the world, <clears throat> excuse me, indulge in, it is coffee. And so it's going to be an, an right. awesome conversation about it. But for those that may not have uh, listened all the way back, just give us a brief little introduction. Uh, remind us who you are, where you're from, what you're doing, and we'll dive right into it, sir. Yeah, for sure. As So first, I mean, I have to say congratulations on 10,000. I'm saying Thank you, man. Thank you. Major. And and to your point, like it was like I literally think it, it popped up on my socials a few days ago. <laughs> last time we, you know, what I'm saying, uh, had the conversation. So, so yeah, um, just glad to be here. Be um, myself. I'm I'm from. I was born in Dallas, raised in Florida. Uh, spent some time in Ohio, and uh, pretty much been in Texas like uh, since what is that, 2004 or something. So, kind of a little sprinkled around. And um, yeah, coffee is coffee is what I do. Coffee is what any roastery does. So, so yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So we'll start with it. Um, <clears throat> what do you think when you hear vice? I've been asking all the guests this. When you hear the word vice, what kind of comes to mind? I mean, literally the tool. You know what I'm saying? Like the <laughs> ice grip, like something that is snatched. <laughs> you know, and it has like particularly. I don't know what 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 particular vice it is, but the one you can ratchet up to like you know certainly like it makes me think you know. Um, like myself, right? Like uh, I have several vices, and and some of them have more of a, a strangle than others. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? Ooh, come on, man! You preaching already? 
<laughs> so so let's, let's speak of that what 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 are your vices or something that you you uh that you indulge in yeah alcohol man you know i, I like my, my bourbons you know scotches things like that mm. for sure a food ridiculous just <laughs> you know so but trying to get better you know it's, it's like eating habits particularly like cutting down on sugar and all that uh man what else like you know like i, I love games and stuff like sports for sure true uh cigars so yeah and, and again some of them have more of a uh, a catch on others you know what i'm saying like like gambling in some lanes uh, uh, specifically like um uh, like cars like poker and then um like horse races but for whatever reason it's like i love the dirt track with the horse races mm. like the grab mm. about that the track it just like entices me to want to put some dollars down and lose them <laughs> and lose them <laughs> All right, so um, that, that's what's up. That's what's up. I wonder if I know anybody that likes uh, horse racing. Get them on here, talk about it. But all right, so you know, obviously, uh, you know, we we want to chat with you about about coffee, right? Because uh, yep. you, you you're, you're the, the coffee coffee king right now, in Fort Worth, and and all those things. So um, let's just kind of just dive kind of a uh, back into it. Like, so how did you get into coffee, right? Because it's I don't want to say it's it's something that people stumble upon or it's just there, but like, how did you get into coffee and then turn it to a connoisseur? So, adulthood and like parenting got me into coffee. Mm, okay, um, I'm having twins. You know, uh, just being up, like going through the, the part when they were infants and stuff like that. Being up, you know, a lot, not sleeping that much, all that type of stuff. I turned to something like you know five hour energy drinks and all that was like too much and so anyways coffee kind of came my thing mm. and that's like just drinking it and just going different places and like okay like you know this place their stuff tastes different than this stuff and this stuff tastes different from that and then this other place they're charging the arm and leg and why and like why does this stuff taste a lot better than these other places mm. starting to ask you know get curious and ask those questions and so that's kind of like where it made um, I guess the transition more from me being like a consumer to then wanting to be like um, finding a, an entrepreneurial lane in coffee. Yeah. And then, you know, finding that specific lane kind of morphed or whatever because of, of Rona and all this other stuff. So, so yeah, that's really how it went from just like, you know, casually just drinking coffee. I've always liked the way it smelled and stuff, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Just like, yeah. It is, um, I mean, it's aromatic, right? I mean, you, it's right. an unmistakable smell. Right. You know what I mean? And my mom, like my dad wasn't really you know, too much. And he was like, uh, he raises primarily. Mm. So he wasn't too much in the coffee. But like well, my mom, once we kind of start uh, like living with her and stuff more, she was more into it. And so I would just, you know, see it a lot more. She would always have like, like, you know, just a lot of you know, coffee in different uh, ways also. They're not just like hot. She would have like cold and all this other stuff. So they're like, eh, whatever. And then so, so yeah, you know. That's what's up. Spe- speaking of the, the aromatic part of it, I used to live in Kansas City. And I don't know if it's still there. I think it might be gone now. But there used to be a Folgers plant downtown Kansas City. And um, I live in what's called North Kansas City, which is right across the river uh, from downtown. And early morning, you could smell them roasting coffee. And if it was a if the wind was just right, the whole downtown just smelled like coffee. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of uh, just (laughs) it's kind of funny. I just thought about the. 
uh, the commercial, uh, the best part of waking up is focus. <laughs> when you said it, it's the first thing I think of is, is it, I start singing a jingle in my head. <laughs> which, okay. which is awesome marketing by, I mean, that has Bingo. to be a, a 25 year old, you know, commercial, but that's, I mean, hats off to that ad uh, company that did that. So the jingle still rocks. It still rocks. <laughs> so uh, I will say this, and then I started off that coffee is probably the most common vice out there. Um, probably the close, close second is probably like alcohol or cigarettes or something like that. But right. those others have more of a negative connotation, right? N- nobody, <clears throat> I don't say nobody, but most of the people I talk to, if you, were, if you were to ping them about vices, people wouldn't say coffee, although people drink it every day multiple times a day, sometimes at night, all those types of things. So why do you think that, you know, coffee doesn't have the negative connotation that other stuff does, even though, I mean, people have an addicting habit to it? Uh, It's attributes, you Mm -hmm. know, like, you know, perks you up, it can help you focus, tastes good, you know, it doesn't, um, it's not going to get you in jail. Don't say like you're not gonna like like behind it, you know what I mean? So it's like it has it it has good attributes, you know what I'm saying? So and 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 and, you know for a price point and stuff like that, there's you know low low you know barriers to entry. There's high barriers, so so there's you know all kind of ranges within coffee as far as where you want to go. And so I you know it's attribute it has it has good attributes. You know, I took a a class in um in college and you know drugs and behavior. Talks about right, and and what it says is one thing I learned: everything's a drug, right? Sugar's a drug, nicotine, tobacco, yada yada yada, on down the line. But you know, I guess when it comes down to those drugs, like what are the you know, what are the attributes of those, and being an addict of those, and so being an addict of coffee, I mean, I think you probably get the jitters for sure, and you probably crash and stuff like that. But even it's it's, I guess the the negative consequences of it aren't as uh, harsh. That's real. That's definitely real. I mean, it's become a lifestyle, right? Because, right. I mean, just like your you know <clears throat> regular bars and lounges i mean there are, there's a legit whole industry behind coffee lounges and you know right. i mean obviously that's been been done by some of the larger firms but um you know it it is a lifestyle regardless of where you are i spend a lot of time in the pacific northwest and you know uh, you have a large company that's headquartered up there but i mean it's just the i mean even the independent shops and everything like that it's a it's, it's kind of like a lifestyle that that i think that it invites you into, you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot. I mean, think about it from that perspective. Like, okay, so so same thing, right? Like, okay, alcohol and then coffee. So think about, I guess, the quote unquote light or image of a bar compared to a coffee shop. Oh, babe, I'm going to hang out at a bar. Oh, babe, I'm going to hang out at a coffee shop. Mm. You know, if that's your wife. <laughs> like, okay, there you go, to you said that. You, I mean, again, to your, you know, to your point, I guess that's why, you know, coffee, you know, yeah, it has that positive spin on it because even if it's, um, socially, if you're going to choose a place to go to, there's you know different connotations associated with it, and so um, yeah, that's what's up. So so I, I would say there are a lot of people, and you, you spoke about it yourself, right? Who drink coffee every day, just in a regular habit of things. I'll just get a you know a cup of uh, say a cup of Joe. What am I? You know, 1950s. <laughs> but uh, you know, people just get a you know uh, you know a, a a cup from the from the gas station or something by the water cooler for those that are back in the office, et cetera. How, how do you feel that people transition from, I would say generic coffee to, uh, to better coffee? You know, is, is it a, 
a, a, an eternal desire for better? Or do you think it's an exposure that happens that people become more particular about their coffee habit? Uh, both. Um, I think both for sure. You know, naturally, I guess there's there's a percentage of people who's just going to curiosity is going to lead them to a certain place where they'll find it. And then on, on the counter, like you said, you have to expose as many people as possible. And then from that exposure, I think there'd be more people that once exposed will make a choice to go a certain direction than on their own, just find it. So I think this exposure is probably most important. Uh, it's just like, um, um, and even like as of, uh, of, of recent last weekend, I was at a, at an event, you know, and it's, it's brothers and sisters as a collective and, and we're talking specialty coffee and just, you know, kind of some of the um, uh, mystique behind specialty coffee and all that, just having a conversation of knowing what it is and all that, I think helps uh, folks make a decision to say, OK, I want to go there. You that, see what I'm saying? You know, that's real. So so let's let's define that. Right. Because I was going to ask kind of an education for folks from, you know, essentially the the life cycle of how it gets to your cup. But I mean, let's define specialty coffee versus I mean, I don't know regular coffee what's what, what's what's the difference where it comes from okay like the altitude is grown at and where it comes from so like specialty coffee means that like you should be able to trace it back literally to the type of tree that is grown from. Mm, you know okay. like from this place this particular farm and you know maybe this type of tree and so that's what kind of makes it special because it doesn't have like a lot of flaws and defects and it's grown it's a certain type of being especially uh i mean it's, first of all it's always going to be an arabica and then from there, it's like um, um, you can trace it back to its origins and it won't have a lot of defects. It's like when you're looking, not to nerd all out, but like when you're looking No, at we the want you to nerd all out. This is this yeah. is it. You're the coffee connoisseur. Yeah, yeah. Give it to us. Like, like, <laughs> we, if you're holding like the green beans in your hand, you can look at it like you can look at the seams of, of them and tell like if they were grown at a high altitude. So like that's one thing that's a, a key. Any specialty coffee is going to be grown at a high altitude. It's not, you know, so certain things you look at like uh, um particularly like his characteristics uh, when you're buying and stuff. So that's what, like it's, it should be, you should be able to trace it to a certain place. It's not going to be um, like flawed highly. There's not going to be a lot of defects with the beans. Um, and it's you know, certainly going to be growing at a, a high altitude. And it's going to come from a certain type of tree. They call it a varietal. It's kind of like where it, uh, the origins of it come from. Nice. Um, nice. So, so, so um, kind of dive in a little bit deeper into this as we're educating folks right on this. And so, um, one, what does the high altitude do in, in regards to the growth and the, the maturation of the bean? Um, but, but also, you know, what you know, I, I'm assuming again, I got, I, I admit, I know this may be blasphemy to you, but I don't drink coffee. So, <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, I, I assume that having that, that, that pure trace right back to knowing the origin and all those things produces a different type of flavor and, and, and feel and body. So, so what does that do? So again, high altitude, but also what, what would one look for differently as they are uh, becoming an aficionado of, of this, of coffee? For someone that doesn't know, you just nailed it on the head. It's the flavor, it's the body, it's the feel of the coffee, it's the smell. Um, like, that is what's going to separate it. And once you taste it, you'll be able to like, know. especially that's why like, um, anyways, I kind of hop a couple things. So, so let's leave the taste alone for a second. So anyways, like the origins of it, um, to your point, like being 
uh, figure of being from Kenya, right, is grown at, at, on Mount Kenya. It's grown at a high altitude. What that does is uh, the characteristics naturally, the vanilla or the chocolates or the caramels, whatever that is, because the hemisphere, the soil, and the altitude, and the type of tree it is, is kind of where all those underlying characteristics come from. Like you have to have those, all those things in place in order to produce that type of coffee. Mm. And like, it's not going to, you can try doing the exact same tree in California, maybe in a, even at that altitude, but if that soil's not the same, if stuff that God just did on his own, yeah, man discovered how to um, um, monetize it and then, you know, colonize situation, yada, anyway, <laughs> like that, you know, that, those are just the characteristics of it. And so like, like seriously, man, it's, it's the altitude, um, Again, it's just a differentiator between like a, a robusta because a robusta, which is another type of, of, of species of being, right? Because one type of robusta is another type, you know, it's, uh, it reproduces faster. So even sometimes being at that higher altitude, it takes those trees longer time to harvest, like to come to harvest and yield uh, a coffee cherry than it does if it's growing at a lower altitude. Mm. So, uh, in truth, the ones that are grown at a lower altitude, they reproduce faster and they're like stronger caffeine content. Okay. But the ones that are grown at higher altitudes, they have, again, a kind of a richer, fuller, to your point, flavor and body with them. And just like naturally on their own, you can drink them and you're able to kind of like drink them black, no cream, no sugar. And they're just going to, they're going to sit well. Whereas the other ones that aren't at that, that higher altitude, yeah, you're going to you know, scrunch your face up a little bit and you're like, nah, man, I definitely got to put some cream of sugar in this. Like, you just can't sit there and just drink it like that. You know what I mean? No, that's just, no I mean, it, it's it, what one thing that I find so um, interesting about coffee uh, is the parallel, I will say, to uh, to alcohol. Right. And specifically like dark alcohol, your your whiskeys, your bourbons, your scotches, ones that take time to mature. Right. Yeah. And the and the value of that of that maturation process produces something that's so much richer. And then to your point, as you are drinking it, it's cleaner. Right. That you can drink it, you know, neat. You can you can indulge in it at a higher volume and not have the negative impacts because it isn't rushed per se. You know what I mean? Correct. And then like, you know, with the, you know, the way we quote unquote cook it, our roast profiles mixed with the natural characteristic of the bean, you know, one of the things I kind of pride myself in is like, you know, you can drink a cup of my coffee clean. And what I mean by that is like, you know, when it hits your palate at the beginning, there's not that acidity, bitter bite. And then throughout it, it's very smooth. And at the end, you don't have that like mm. coffee, like I want to, you know, I want to go in here and brush my tongue off or... <laughs> I want to put a piece of gum on my mouth real fast. Like, it's just a very smooth, mellow ride. So that's kind of what, you know, what we try to differentiate ourselves with. Because, yeah, everybody, you know, there's a lot of people out here that roast coffee, especially coffee is nothing new. But, A, you know, just educating, taking pride in, like, educating and having just general cost, uh, conversations about, you know, specialty coffee, trying to demystify it a little bit. And then also, you know, on our profile side, when we're cooking and roasting it, you know, doing it a little different that's kind of quirky, you know, from, from what the conventional methods are. That's good. So, so let, let's kind of talk about that, because I, I want to dig into that portion as well as like the right way to actually indulge in coffee. But so after it's harvested um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> at you know the high altitude in this remote, you know, mountain on the side of the face that, you know, I, I, I'm just waiting for your, you know, your picture that you're going to be like in Kenya 
you know, with a selfie picking, you know, coffee beans uh, off of a, off of a tree. So waiting on that. Um, but what, what's the process, right? So after that's done, then, then what? So they have a milling process. Um, uh, milling means like, okay, they're, they're, you know, they're taking it raw and then they're trying to get it closer to being consumable. So off the tree, you know, some people will wash it and then like sun dry it. Some folks will uh, just have it processed naturally. Some people will honey process it. So they have different ways of moving it to that next step of being, um, you know, one close, uh, one step closer to being consumable. And then from there, they get it ready to like, like ship to us, the roasters or whoever the roasters are. Mm-hmm. So the farmers are, and, and again, I, I, uh, throughout this whole, if you go into a, you know, a Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, whoever else you're going into and wherever else uh, you're getting your coffee from, especially if it's specialty and all that, the the biggest, most critical element and component is like the farmers and like the, the farms and stuff like that overseas, the black and brown folks over there mm. uh, that's doing it, like the harvesting, because again, we would not be able to um, have it. You can try it again in Montana, uh, Colorado, wherever you want to. Uh, uh, and it's just not going to Canada, whatever. It's not going to come out the same. Like you have to have it in those places. So anyways, uh, they go through the milling process and then they give it us, uh, give it to us as the roasters. And then, yeah, we, um, you know, roast the specifications and that's what they call the roast profiling, right? Like how you go from that green, um, green coffee seed to then it gets, you know, brown and all that. So, so the browning happens with the roasting. Correct. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I right. learned something new here. Um, yeah, it, starts off, it goes green, yellow, and like brown. Nice. It has like color transformation. So that's what like the science and all that stuff of knowing like the nuances of what you're doing with roasting because it's not just like, oh, okay, I just want to go from green to brown. So, so um, through this process, you said roast to specifications. Do the do the growers have specifications or you as the roaster, you get to put your own, um, uh, I guess I would call it own recipe or own twist to that bean that you've obtained and to, to make it have a certain feel or taste or something along those lines. Yeah. The, the, to your point, the bean, like to them, the beans themselves. Um, so for example, like if you look at our bags and it says like, uh, uh, blah, one and blah, one has like a cinnamon and chocolate. Um, the undertone, the notes, when you taste it, when it hits your tongue, the undertone of which you're going to feel and taste should be like chocolate and cinnamon, mm. uh, like in that, just that, that phase. And then again, like what, what, um, so the bean itself kind of comes naturally with its own characteristics because of where it's from and all that type of stuff, the soil and the milling process and all those different things that go into it. And then once we roast it, what we're trying to do, um, as the roasteries, you're trying to, be, again, bring out that bean's best attributes and then have it as clean as possible as well. Mm. So now it tastes good. But then, again, from like start of, you know, as soon as you take that sip to the end of it, to the finish of that cup, um, you just want it to be a good experience as best as possible for um, uh, the customer, you know, and then be consistent at doing that. That's so. Awesome. So so <clears throat> what's the right way to drink coffee? Right. It should should one you know, have it straight or, or neat or, or, I mean, I don't want to say, is there a wrong way to do it? But because sometimes I feel when I see people get coffee and be it on an airplane or at a hotel or at a restaurant or something like that, it kind of feels weird to me how people put so much stuff in it instead of just 
because it, it kind of seems like you're just making a cocktail versus appreciating the the base of of the coffee. So, what's the right way to drink it? So first, first of all, I'm dumb. So like when you started saying when I was, when the question and you said it, I don't know why, but I think like uh, Keith Sweat a wrong and a right. <laughs> it was a right and a wrong way to love somebody. Is it right? And the wrong way to have your coffee, man. Is it right? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are you, are you going to sing it for us, though? Can you please sing? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't, don't, don't let me, oh, but I don't want to damage anybody's eardrums, man. We're trying to customer. You're making the audience engaged, bro. We don't want to do that. Um, no, nah, to your point, like, I, I would say, you know, obviously, you know, kind of being known, more knowledgeable and all that stuff like that than the average person in coffee. I would say if you, you know if you're gonna try it, try it black. Yeah. Right. Like, you give it. Look for something. You know, start looking again. If you're trying to make that transition to where now you're just kind of a casual coffee fan, you just kind of drink it. Um, and again, not to like shade you or anything like that, but I mean that's and it's totally fine. But if you just start thinking more about it, like okay, like I want to try specialty. I want to try something different. Then uh, just try drinking it black because then you'll you'll kind of get to see like oh you know like you'll. You may not know all those fancy things that you, you they'll say or whatever, but it'll start making some sense to you. Like it just seems like okay, I see what he means when it's like, oh, I first drank and it's like, like dang, that was you know like it was very earthy, it was bitter, it wasn't too. Mm. But start being able to to know those 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 things because I think uh, like even for me when I first started drinking coffee, you know, it was gross and uh, I was like, uh, what was it? I would have uh, <laughs> cream and sugar with a side of coffee because it was like, Ugh. <laughs> and. But that's why I come to realize, like, wait a minute, like, there is this different side of it, to your point, kind of like with, with alcohol and stuff like that, right? Like, I don't know, like, I'm not going to go out there and just drink Thunderbird straight, but, you know, like, I, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will, uh, or, you know, like, I'm not going to take Everclear and take a shot of Everclear, but I will take a shot of Crump. Yeah. So, like, you know, or I take a shot of Kettle One, I'm not, you know, so it's kind of the same thing. If you start kind of learning, like, okay, there's, like, just that, that different level, then just try it, you know, try it, start trying it black, and then... Again, like if it's even if it's at the, the, I wouldn't you know for your taste buds, um, at the the convenience stores and stuff like that or at the gas stations, you know, just just give it a shot black and it's like oh this is nasty. But that means maybe you should you know try to try to try something different. And the good thing about coffee also is like you know just have a rotation, you know, to where it's like okay I may have this specialty bag, I may just want to search for something uh, extra and different, and then I can still have my Folgers or whatever else that you just you you you, you go with. That's good. So. Can you explain to me and maybe even our listeners like coffee versus espresso versus uh, uh, cappuccino? Like, because the Italians look real cool sipping these small little cups, right? And, you know, uh, so so what's the difference between all of that? I like how you said earlier, um, and I'll use analogy the same way, like cocktails, right? Like like they're all uh, just different iterations, different cocktails. So like a cappuccino, you know, there's always usually going to be at some base like you know coffee uh milk whatever its form is so like an espresso you know they have like the froth or the mm-hmm. more tight milks or whatever with lattes and espressos uh you know like uh uh what is it i think uh espresso is more like a very concentrated form of coffee okay to where a lot a little less concentrated it's more a mixture of coffee with the with the milk whatever that variation is because now of course there's all the milks and blah 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 blah, and then maybe some kind of like syrup or sugar. So, anyways, to 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 your, your point, simply, is this like the method of preparation? 
and then like the mixture of those cocktails. So like, you know, obviously just a drip or uh, just a regular coffee, a standard coffee is just going to, you know, be black and then you add cream and sugar. Again, a latte, uh, uh, you have the caffeine and then you have the frothed milk and then, you know, some other elements, right? The, the syrups and all that. Uh, cappuccino, kind of similar to a latte, except it's more of a concentrated, like just boom or punch or whatever mm. I think it so anyways, it's just those different mixtures of the caffeine and the milk and the syrups and all that stuff, you know? Okay. And that's, you know, again, just, <laughs> it sounds very like whatever it is. Like, wait a minute, you know, oh, y'all just doing it. You're just doing these different plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different plays. So what's this, what's all this uh, drip versus French press and all these things? What, what are the differences between those? Those are all, coffee is just a different method of how you prepare it. And then with the different methods of preparation, uh, they kind of give off different, it, it tastes different, basically. So a drip coffee, you know, traditional, you get the filter, you put the grinds in the filter, you add water, and then it'll just, you know, th- the heated water will hit the grinds and it just drips, you know, literally drips, 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 drips until it fills up a pot, drip coffee. And then uh, 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 French press, you know, you, uh, you, you get the grinds, uh, you, you you pour, you stir, you know, the machine's different. You know, you literally push down something and then you pour out uh, a mocha pot. You know, so anyways, those are all just different uh, methods of brewing and preparation. And it's just, again, it's just different. Like when you have time, uh, a French press is something that's going to take you, you know, eight or 10 minutes or something like that. So you may not have time to do that every day. So then the uh, the curate, that's why the curate is so popular because mm. like the efficiency, right? Like you got this little pot. You pop it in there, boom, 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 like so. It's a very efficient, speedy thing. I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry. Could, could you repeat that? How does it go? Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like <laughs> well, that's you know, that's what like, that's the allure of the cure. You know, it's the pod. You pop it in. You know, it's quick. It's fast. It's you know, um, and then I can still kind of get a, a good quality beverage out of. It. That's good. And that's good. All the different methods of preparation. Just and again, I, I'm glad you asked because that's what. But those were all just, 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 just coffee. It's just like just a cup of coffee, basically. And that's all. Those are just literally just a couple. This is different. I think like maybe, you know, whatever that is, different ways to make a cup of coffee, basically. That's real. That's real. So 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 let's pivot here and let's talk Xenia. Uh, Xenia right. So so mm-hmm. since the last time we talked, right, you were, you know, <clears throat> growing the business and, and doing things. But a lot has happened in a year. Right. You got this huge, big roasting machine. You've gotten all these types of things. So kind of kind of bring us up to speed on kind of uh, what has happened and and where you guys are going in the next year. Man, I'm going to tell you this. uh I can say it to give the best visual possible. This is literally what's happened in the last time since we talked. I lost hair and then the hair regrow. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a very, uh, you know, very. It's been a, it's been an awesome ride, but it's been a stressful ride, a tiresome ride. Um, I mean, to your point, last time I think when you and I talked, I didn't have the commercial. I know, for, no, no, I couldn't. No, nope. um, because. Happen. So I didn't have the commercial roasting machine. I think I was in the process of, of going through, of trying to get it at that time. But Bernadette's her name. Uh, she's like Oakland Raiders colors. Uh, she does about a hundred pounds per hour. So mm. like, she's pretty awesome. And so she, you know, I can. It's allowed me the ability to produce a lot more. And again, that commercial ability to be able to now, you know, go into uh, coffee shops. Um, law firms, whatever it is, you know, and say, hey, like, either I can um, um, private label you something or 
you know, we can just provide you with certain X amount of pounds, or whatever, of coffee roasting, and then be able to, you know, do that without worrying like how much keep up. That's what's happened. So that's happened. You know, the, the website went live uh, April fifteenth of twenty twenty one. So that's you know, clearly after, after we talked. Yep. Now instead of before, where I was you know using social media to sell, which is I think not a good idea at all. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, you know, we have a website now, uh, com, And so that's where we can, you know, full, full e-commerce website, you know, folks can go and they can buy one bag of coffee. They can sign up for a monthly subscription, a weekly subscription. Um, and it just is very easy. It's very seamless. Go straight to your house or wherever you choose for it to go. Um, and so that's happened. And so those, those two things have been very interesting and awesome points. And then we made our year uh, July 2nd. That's what's up. So that was cool. You know? And yeah, I mean, we're just, just trying to, man, just really like, like figure out, you know, how to be good at business and stuff, you know? That's what's up. That's what's up. So you, you, you talked about the website, um, <clears throat> but you know, if a person is interested, right. What, what, what type of blends, what, what are your specialties, um, in, in kind of, uh, you know, what, where do you see yourself going from, from where you are now to where you want to go? So one, um, on our site, we're about to, you know, teaser. We're updating the website here uh, in about two weeks, so we re- revamp them. But the way our we sell the beans on the website, you know, it's all single origin. Like we don't have any blends. Mm. Um, my favorite of those beans uh, to drink is Kenya, and then uh, Lost Chinseris is probably my second. Okay. I do blends for like I do. I've done them on special events, um, like at uh, at Freedom, you know, for Father's Day, kind of do some things together, made a blend out of it, and then like for businesses, I create uh, proprietary blends for them. Nice. And so, more recently, that's something that I've, uh, we've hopped into in the last kind of month, month and a half or so, and that part's fun because I just get to get creative on. You know, somebody kind of tells me, okay, like they'll bring me back. Okay, I'll just, I like community or I like this or that. And, you know, here's what it tastes like or whatever. And I could get to kind of go in the lab and, you know, play mad scientists and come up <laughs> with something that is to their likening. And then it's like, you know, bam, like, wow, that's cool. That's awesome. And I think uh, there's there's a guy, Coffee Man, um, uh, that's out here. And he's like basically Starbucks on wheels. And it's a brother. And he's just, he's, he's killing it. And so we've created, uh, his private label medium roast and private label dark roast. Mm. And his private label, label medium roast is pretty good. I ain't gonna lie. It's, it's something that, you know, we keep at the house in rotation, you know, and I like, <laughs> I take it to the office, you know, at work, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I like his, his private label medium roast is pretty good. That's what's up. So as we turn the corner here, this question, what's your pitch, right? What What's, if, if I'm standing in the elevator with you, right? And, you know, maybe you have a cup in your hand and um, I'm not a drinker. Right. And I'm like, hey, one, what are you sipping and why? Right. What's the what, what's what's your I don't call it the sales pitch because it kind of sounds cheesy. But mm-hmm. what, what's your what's your 15 second, 30 second elevator saying, hey, drink coffee because of this and drink my coffee? I mean, coffee itself is a wonderful experience. Mm. And then the way. You know, Zinnia Roastery kind of 
resist that experience is going to be as good or better than where you'll find it anywhere else. Mm. And so like might as well have that wonderful experience with us. Um, and so that's for an individual kind of how I go about it. And then for uh, a company, um, when we're talking like the private label is just that, um, you know, we're pitching, I, I give you basically an opportunity. All I'm here to do is help you increase your bottom line, you know, and, that's and you already have a brand. We're just trying to figure out another way to, to help increase your brands, you know, bottom line. And, and, and if that's, you know, so, so yeah, that's it. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. I, I appreciate it. So, so my, my last question mm-hmm. is, um, <clears throat> as you sit back and have looked at your, uh, growth through this, uh, this lifestyle, right. Of the appreciation of it, but also being on the business side, um, what, what else could do you think there is to know or kind of sharing about the lifestyle, right? That, I mean, that, you, you have people that are like, hey, I'm a cigar connoisseur and, you know, there's a lifestyle that goes along with it, et cetera. You know, if, if, if I am, if, if one is at a coffee convention, right, uh, where you have, you know, people that are in this uh, for, for, for the love of it, you know, what, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And, and, you know, how, how does that resonate with you as far as saying, Hey, you know, being a, a connoisseur and aficionado, aficionado of, of coffee, you know, what, what does that feel and look like for you? Uh, it will be, you know, a, a, a convention that, you know, obviously is kind of geared towards coffee and specialty coffee, but then within that or at that convention, you just kind of see a kaleidoscope of people from, you know, um, age to, you know, gender to, you know, socioeconomic, um, just all across the board, just be, because, you know, in, in, in really in, in true, like coffee is like that intimate. Mm. And to me, like, it's just, um, the true, like, uh, I guess appreciation for coffee is just, again, just understanding like just how, sounds geeky but like how cool it is <laughs> you know seeing different people understand that that's good that's like good that's, that's that's particularly like well you know what i'm what i've realized now like being especially like i said on this quote unquote and the reason why i keep saying specialty and, and emphasizing it is because again there's like this um even like within starbucks and duncan you know like there's there's i think you know pretentiousness about or like even at the coffee shop like it's either like a hipster or like this pretentiousness type feel to even like uh, be a coffee lover or a coffee shop person or just like a total dweeb. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, not the dweebs. But anyways, like, you know, like, it, it, it's just like we're chilling, man. Like, like seriously, like just, you know, wh- whoever you are, tatted up, untatted, you know, uh, bi, trans, straight, whatever, you know, uh, male, female, 90-year-old to 20, 21, you know, start, wait till you 21, start drinking coffee. But anyways, <laughs> uh, don't have your kids out there. That's nothing. Please stop, you know, having please stop having like if, if don't influence your kid at 12 and 13 or 14 and be drinking coffee man like seriously just chill like they don't you know so anyways just get good get, get good sleep emphasize good good sleep until they're adults you know but anyways yeah other than that like it's just you know folks enjoy it because again like especially i think it, it gets this from what i kind of hear and seeing uh, especially just having conversations with folks who maybe haven't had the exposure and then once they're exposed like oh it's like yeah this is literally like where it's grown and how it's grown and like the process of getting to where it is is what makes it so special 
um like that's pretty much it you know and then uh yeah that's what's up man i appreciate you taking the time today and continue to educate us on on coffee man this is uh it's been pretty cool yeah i sorry i get uh i get all kind of fired up man because uh yes the coffee is a it's a you know for for me now being on this side of it you know of course on like the producer side and, and all that and just learning more about it, it you know it's, it's a it's a very cool commodity and kind of like like we talked about earlier you know it's 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 one of the quote-unquote drugs it's a drug right it alters your state of being but it's one of the drugs that you know it's, it has one of the least you know harmful effects on you That's so you know be an advocate of something you know and even if you're not a coffee drinker statistically speaking you know you at least probably are married to one no one something 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 so you know just advocate for people drinking better coffee everybody deserves specialty coffee specialty coffee for all <laughs> is that is that that should be on the shirt for you it just, everybody deserves better coffee i don't want to say it too much because i haven't trademarked it yet but that's all you know that's all that's all that's all slogan all right all, you know that's what's up that's what's up man i appreciate you coming on the podcast today and, and sharing your passion and educating us man because uh that's what vice city is all about that, that we are uh taking a deeper dive into these things and being able to learn and and uh and dive in there so tell us how we can get in touch um say the website again social etc so those that are looking for uh for better coffee to enhance their lifestyle become better at who they are by drinking your coffee how do they do that so for sure, it's um you find us www.zenniaroastery x e n i a roastery dot com. Uh, we're on social media at Zenia Roastery on Facebook and Instagram. So just follow us on Instagram, like our Facebook page, and then uh, yeah, once you plug in, even if you just want to go to the website, check us out and sign up for the newsletter. We just we just kind of just talk about coffee a lot and just try to make it very um very basic you know to talk about the world of coffee so thank you for having me man again and like i, I love this series in particular it was cool because I, I i tapped in hard last week for the tattoo one because you know i don't hop into that this year a lot so anyways yeah uh just keep doing what you're doing brother like keep rocking on keep dropping your jewels and knowledge you know with the uh the podcast but also with the the food culinary art game you're putting us on and the photography, man. You keep doing your thing. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Same for you, man. I, I seriously do. When I come back to Fort Worth, you're gonna have to take me, and uh, we're gonna have to go drink some coffee. My, my first experience. So, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, you have to come out to the shop, man. I will. Out there. Oh, it's gonna be hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna be roasting. Open That's up it. the door at least. Yes, sir. Amen. So I appreciate appreciate each and every one of you all for tuning in today. Hopefully you all have enjoyed. And if you are a coffee connoisseur, drop us a line. Tell us what you like. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously uh, tap into uh, Zenia Roastery and, and, and get a bag or two or three or four of, of theirs and, and uh, improve your lifestyle there. We hope that you all have enjoyed this episode of, uh, of Vice City as we're diving deeper into these things that we all uh, enjoy. As I've said before, make sure you like, share, subscribe, rate, review. We would love to hear from you. Tag us in your social media. We will be sure to tag you back and be able to get this word out to all those out there. So again, thank you all for listening and we will see you all after a while.